a gong. No, a gong? <laughs> Just did <didn't. laughs> Hi! Hi! Welcome to the Reading Queens podcast, the show where we blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're so happy you're here with us for another episode. We're also so excited to have another member of our author group here with us. Say hi, Rose. Hey there! Welcome, welcome. By the way, I'm Valia. Hey. I'm Kay. I'm Tasanya. In the last episode, we mentioned you'll be meeting more of us. So today we get to learn all about Rose. Rose, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm Rose Garcia, and I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. I am um, a lawyer turned writer. I write young adult um, sci-fi fantasy with an emphasis on the paranormal and urban fantasy. And I have a main series, which is the final life series. And it's about a girl who's had multiple past lives. She is tracked and hunted in each life by a transhuman hunter, which is a supernatural villain. And um, the saga is about her final life and her quest for survival. So it's a survival story. And then after the final life series, I have a character from that book and I put her into her own series in the Havenwood Falls universe, which is a shared world. And I have two novellas um, in Havenwood Falls and then also two novellas in their Academy series. So that's pretty much me. And right now I'm working on my first Faye book. I'm so Yay, excited. Faye. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. We love yes. <laughs> We're excited for you because we love Faye. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. We're super excited to have more of our group um, be on the episodes and so people can get to know you guys because I love all of you. So it's like exciting for us to just hang out and have these conversations and everything else. But so much fun. It is. Um, are those wind chimes in the background in somebody's video? Oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I, I have a really old, um, precious Dalmatian and she's senile. She's got dementia. She has arthritis and she's just clickety clacketing all around the kitchen and I opened the door for her so she can go in and out instead of me having to get up and open the door and close the door every time she wants to go out so should I close the door no it's okay okay I was just I was hearing it too and I'm so like where is it coming from? it's magical it's my magical fae universe calling to me <laughs> there you go <laughs> So Rose, uh, when we first started, we all talked about our favorite books and why they are. I want to hear about yours. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is a really hard question for me because I cannot narrow it down to a single book. And I'm sure like most people, that's just really hard to do. So I was thinking about that question when I was preparing for, you know, our discussion today. And I was like, gosh, what are my favorites? And I really have three I'm gonna say three I'm so sorry so <laughs> that's one um, more than me <laughs> so um you had two yeah it's I mean how can you pick one it's so hard so I really really love um Ken Follett's The Pillars of the Earth 
and it is historical fiction adult and I love it because it's a sweeping epic love story and it has really cool architecture in it. I also really love The Stand by Stephen King and I don't know if has everyone read The Stand. It's so amazing. I love it. I have, it. yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love that whole epicness of the good versus evil mm-hmm. and their their journeys. And then I also love, um, I'm, I'll narrow it down to three. I also love The Hunger Games. Um, that book just really resonated with me because of Katniss. I just love that character. I love how she wanted to protect her sister and how she went on into the games and wanted to protect Rue. And I just loved her and her story. So yeah, those are like, I guess my top three. If I was like to go somewhere for a really long time, I might grab those. <laughs> nice. The stand, did you see that they're making a show? Is it like coming oh. out already? I think, or maybe in December? Oh, yes. It looks so it good. It looks so good. Did you see the first show? No. Because you know there was a show before, I guess in the 80s? No, I've never watched an adaptation of it before. I just read, I read the book and I read the graphic novel, but I haven't seen like a TV adaptation. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So the show before was pretty good. It was in the 80s. Rob Lowe was in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was really good. Um, I didn't have any huge complaints about it because I love the book so much. And I am so excited about the new one. Have you seen the trailer with the big wolf? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It looks so good. And like the actors that are in it, I'm really excited. By the time this episode goes live, we probably would have seen a couple episodes and we're going to be like, yeah. do we like it or do we not like it? But right now we're excited. Yes, I'm super excited. I don't know anything about this book. <laughs> Yes. So The Stand, I highly recommend it. If anyone hasn't read it, it's so good. It's also really, really a a big, thick read. So it'll entertain you for a while. Or you can do the graphic novel. I've never read Stephen King of anything ever. At all? Not even his on writing book? No, not even that. I think... Oh, I haven't read any Stephen King either. Oh, yay. We're on the same team, Kay. (laughs) I highly recommend The Stand. I also have On Writing by him. It's so good. I liked it. I it was. I think it was the first time I read a book on writing that wasn't like, here's how you do this and here's how you do this the whole time. It was literally his story yes. of like how he started and everything and like the process that he went through. And I found that fascinating because I'm like, I don't know. He's such a huge author that... You never think of, you know, him sharing exactly all his like struggles and everything else. So it was really cool to read. So I would recommend you guys read at least that. Yeah. (laughs) It's by him. (laughs) Totally. It's like you're hanging out with him and just like chatting Mm -hmm. because he's just telling you his stories and you're like, wow, you're so cool. Well, maybe I'd read that. But as we know, I'm not a horror fan and I'm (laughs) probably never going to read his other stuff. But yeah, but see, that's a perfect alternative because that book is so, yeah, it's so well done. And like you get to know because even though you're not a horror fan, you still know like Carrie's story or The Shining, like you know about them. And Mm -hmm. so it would be it would be interesting for you to read it and just see how those came about and how he wrote them. I think you would really enjoy that without actually reading the books, just knowing about the stories. For sure. 
Fine, I'll read it someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do a bunny. Yeah, book, exactly. Bunny <laughs> you can take. I reread that. I think like every couple of years. Oh, really? I will do just. Yeah, because I just, I don't know, it makes me feel better about myself as a writer. I'm like, okay, like he's he's got ups and downs. It's not just me, you know, like, okay, cool. Because it is, it is a very different take on like a help, helping writing book or whatever. So um, it's fun. And they, you always like pull out really cool quotes from it because I love that. Yes, I'm going to have to reread it. I haven't read it and haven't reread it at all. So I read it the one time and then I just kind of put it away. So I think it's fun. Yeah. Those kind of books are always fun to reread. But can we just talk about the fact in the last episode, I mentioned Love and Monsters and my love for <gasps> Dylan O'Brien, which <laughs> I actually converted my mom to. She's like, OK, I get it. This is your type. I'm like him right there. He's my type. I love him. But <laughs> we watched it. Um, I actually watched it by myself. And then the next night I was like, parents. You have to yes. see this movie. So I watched it two nights in a row, and I love it so much. Me it was too. So good. I love that. I always call him Thomas. I always call him Thomas because to me, he is just Thomas, the Maze Runner. But well, I I always call him Styles because to me, he's from Team Wolf. <laughs> so oh, is, is he the main guy from Maze Runner? Yes. Yeah. I don't know this actor you're talking about. You guys are like oh so cool i'm like i don't know who this is <laughs> i can't fangirl over him okay yes that is cool I, I i saw that movie yes it was um i really like him as an actor because even my mom was like okay i get it when you talk about like expressive faces and expressive eyes like he really has that there's this one scene um that's like super emotional in love and monsters and it's basically like him talking to his mom and his face is just so expressive and you can like see every emotion and feel every feeling. And I'm like, as a writer, like that's how I want my characters to read on page <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it was just so good. He did a really good job with that. And the story was so fun. I absolutely loved it. It's so good. You have to watch it. It's I'll watch so, it tonight. So good. But yes. you're right. He's very expressive and you actually feel right along with him. Like whatever he is feeling, you can feel it. Yeah. And I think that's what is so powerful about his acting. I agree for sure. And it's really funny too, to me, because between Teen Wolf and um, The Maze Runner and then this book, because this one is kind of like young adult-ish too. It fits, you know, with the genre because he was, he was 16 when everything happened. So he was still a youngling, but then like now he's, you know, seven years later. And I really like that. Um, his style of acting is just like his personality, yes. <laughs> which makes it so much more true when it comes across on the screen, right. you know? Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, I highly recommend it. I want everybody to watch it. It's so good. And they kind of did set it up that they could be a sequel. So by the time this goes live, maybe, maybe I'll be very happy because there's a sequel. <laughs> oh, I would love a sequel, like their journey to the mountains. Oh, that would be so yes. cool. So yeah, so Tess and Kay, you need to watch this movie so you I'll can watch freak it tonight. out with us. I'll make my fiance watch monsters. it with me. Perfect. I, he'll like it. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll think about it. <laughs> Just kidding. We can watch it on a writer's retreat. I'll bring I'll bring all go. the stuff I want you guys to see. 
<laughs> there you go. They'll get yeah. no writing. We're just going to watch each other's movies and it's shows. It's a writer's quote-unquote retreat. <laughs> yes. We'll wear ball gowns and tiaras and just watch stuff. Yes. 100%. And, yeah. and bake. Yeah, the bake-off, <laughs> too. It'd be in a castle. <laughs> I would love that. I heard there is like a castle that's a the world's most or best reviewed hotel stay or something like that. I don't know where it's at, but it's pretty much a legit castle. And I'm like, okay, can I start saving up now? Because that would be an amazing retreat and so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I feel about it. I would love to stay in a castle. As long as it has plumbing. Yes. <laughs> I actually visited a um, castle in Ireland that, you know, like the Bar- the Blarney Stone where that's oh, yeah. at. You like walk up a castle or whatever. And those little hallways and staircases are so narrow. Yes. I'm like, I would not have survived during this time because <laughs> it was so hard to go up and down the stairs because they're so narrow. Yes. I've been to the Neuschwanstein Castle. Ooh, that one's pretty. In Austria. Oh my gosh, it is so beautiful. But when you went in, it was so narrow. Everything was like claustrophobic in there. And the rooms were so tiny, like the bedrooms. And when we went to visit, you know, everyone was in a single file. Like it was like super structured kind of walking in and you see like three rooms and then you have to walk out. And I was like, well, (laughs) that was worth it. But it definitely, I don't know, it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. (laughs) But it's not how we write our (laughs) castles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it was gorgeous. I mean, gosh, the grounds, the outside, everything about it was beautiful. And the stained glass, oh my gosh, it was amazing. The grounds are usually like the most beautiful parts too, because they just really go out, like all out on those. I've only been to the outside of a castle, but it was the castle that the first, like, I think it was the first two um, Harry Potter films like used as the grounds scenes. So like you could recognize it, but we were like, I don't know. I feel like if I remember correctly, we kind of like bargained our way in. Like we weren't really like, I don't think we paid, um, (laughs) but I was, I was in a band at the time. So like we were, we were in like a, I don't know. So I think we had, we were like kind of, I don't know, maybe we were cool. I don't think I was cool. But I think the people I was with, (laughs) they've been there before. I think you were totally cool. (laughs) I don't think I was, but (laughs) I was very excited to go. Um, so they let us go, but they're like, you can only go in the grounds. Like, you can't go on an inside tour. But, like, I was freaking out, and I was, like, taking pictures of everything. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Harry Potter was here. Um, and I got to take a picture with an owl. So Ooh, I've nice. never been inside. So that's still, like, my goal. Um, but now that you guys say, like, castles are super narrow, I don't know. That might, like, shatter my vision of what I think <laughs> castle. Yeah. <laughs> my Sorry. castles are quite spacious, the ones I write about. And they're, like, very, they have, they're very wide and luxurious so I don't know if I want that reality (laughs) (laughs) well in a fantasy book your castles can be any way you want them to be they don't have to be exactly That's the whole point of us writing them we can do whatever (laughs) we want it is funny though because um it really depends on where you're at so the in my prison books I write I write about the Russian palaces and so palace and castles are obviously like two different things but even there the palace that is like the summer home is so much like narrow much more narrow than the one that's in like actually St. Petersburg the winter palace and I always found that so fascinating because they're just like 
I don't know, they just didn't think that the summer home was that important. So they made it more narrow and more claustrophobic. But then the grounds uh, at the Summer Palace are crazy beautiful and just so elaborate and has like over a thousand fountains and like all this stuff. And so it's like, it really is where you put your your thought to. That makes sense. The Summer Palace would have better grounds, you know, because it's during summer. So that's true. That makes sense. Like Versailles. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like the mini Versailles. That's what they call the Summer Palace um, in Russia because it's the same people that you know, architect and everything that did that and did the grouts there. So wow, I just find that I find all that fascinating. Me too. So that is super fascinating. We need Rose's dog to like come trotting in with her cloopity clop nails to make the perfect segue to be like, speaking of dogs, let's talk about pets. <laughs> oh, that's actually perfect because Rose did mention her dogs. So we can talk about our question of the day, which was our pets and bookish pets. Do you have like a favorite? Do you have a pet? And do you have a favorite kind of a pet you wish you had? And there's like a creature in the book that you love. Okay. What do you think? Do you have one? I will go first. Um, I, as these ladies already know, I do not have pets. I am not a pet person. I blame it entirely on my parents, okay? <laughs> they did not ever let us have pets growing up. And so I will tell you the story of my sort of pet. <laughs> a sort okay, of so pet. We would catch, my sister and I would catch grasshoppers and we'd keep them in <laughs> jars. And that was, wow. <laughs> that was as That's close awesome. as I ever got to having a pet. It was good. I was very kind with that, with those grasshoppers. Good job. (laughs) So, but I do love books that have pets. Um, I do love the idea of pets. I just don't know how to take care of them, maybe. I don't know. Do you think think you'll ever get a pet? (laughs) No. She's like, I have children. I have things to take care of. Four boys. I do not need a pet. Anyway, um, I do have in my book, though, my latest series, um, The Fae of Bitter Thorn. I do have a pet that the prince has. It's a wolf. And mm, he's, a very, he's a very <laughs> loyal companion. Him. He stays with him all the time. Yeah. And I love him, too, which is funny because I love pets from afar, but obviously I've never <laughs> had one, you know? So I really worried about that because I, I was like, oh, I'm going to write a pet. Is that going to work? Because I can't even – I don't know about it from experience. I had to ask, you know, I had to get some tips and stuff, but I really have enjoyed it. It kind of makes me want to have a pet. I'm not going to lie. But only a wolf, right? <laughs> a yeah. loyal wolf. <laughs> only a magical wolf. <laughs> yeah only if he's a magical wolf that can sort of take himself <laughs> also no potty training required <laughs> there you go yeah exactly <laughs> anyway i like it when there are pets in books and i feel like there aren't enough of them so that's we need true. more pets we do tess do you have a pet i have your a- books I, yeah, I, I have, have a pet, pet in, in my real first life. book in um, <laughs> the Shadows of Layla, the Layla trilogy. I mean, actually, Cora, the main character, is very adamant that Valor the Unicorn is not a pet. Like, she does not like it when you call him a pet. He's a, he's a companion. They're best friends, and they share a tel- telepathic bond. So, yeah, he's not technically her pet, but, like, 
you know, if I was Cora, I would definitely, he would, yeah, Valor would definitely be my pet. I would for sure, like, I mean, we'd be companions and homies too, but um, I'd probably like braid his mane and tail and, you know, go on <laughs> glittery runs through the forest. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I love that. And I can see how a unicorn would not want to be considered a pet. I can totally see Yeah. That. Especially because he's, they have a telepathic, uh, <laughs> telepathic bond. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he can communicate with her, that, that doesn't feel like yeah. yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. But what about your pet in real my, life? My pet in real life? I have two pets. Um, one is a dog. He's a Korean jindo named Ghost. He hates other dogs so much, uh, but he loves my daughter, and he tolerates my cat, who is a Himalayan, um, and her name is Shasta, but, like, I can never remember that's her name. Um, I usually call her, sometimes, like, when I first got her, I called her Sassy, because she looks just like the cat from Homeward Bound, um, but I forget now Aww. that I even call her Sassy, so her her number one nickname is Meow Me. We just call her Meow Me. Um, sometimes we call her the cat. She has, like, so many nicknames. Sashiko, which is, like, a type of, like, sewing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like cats don't care about names as much. Like, I feel like they're more independent. So, I'm like, I, she, doesn't, she doesn't care about her name. Or is like, ghost. We He needs to know his name. Like, he responds to it. Um, yeah, those are my pets, and I love them, and they're 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 great. They're both like pretty independent, and then they have their moments to, of snuggling. So yeah, they're 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 quite characters. They're about the same age too. They're both like um, I think my dog is eleven, the cat is ten, maybe like getting toward eleven. So they're kind of old, which is I I like old animals because they're like calmer and adorbs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, especially if you have kids, like if it's like their yes. first animal too. It's easier to have a calmer one. Speaking of cats, my cat just tried to open my office door. <laughs> to do she my wants in. to be part of the <laughs> yes. conversation. <Aww. laughs> he does. She does. And so my mom, I texted my mom. I was like, can you let her in? So she opened the door and Eliza walked in and she just looked at me like, how dare you not let really? me in here? You <laughs> jerk. How dare you, Valia? Yeah, she can actually open doors sometimes. She'll, you know, reach up and just kind oh of hang gosh, herself. That's so, the so door cute. Opens. Yeah, but I didn't want her to do that because it's super loud if she <laughs> does that so i'm like mom can you come let her in <laughs> so she's laying on her little bed right now her name is eliza Aww. hamilton and she's a russian blue mix that we adapted Ooh, and like pretty. the cutest cat ever she's like i've had cats when i was younger before we came to america because my brothers had allergies so we couldn't have any cats in the house when i was here but I've had cats like my whole growing up and everything. And this is the first cat I've been able to have since being in America. And she's she literally picked us Aww. and she's just Aww. like, it's the cutest thing ever. And yeah, and I can just hold her and she will like go slack. You know, like she's like, I don't want to be held. So she'll just go <laughs> slack and freeze, but she won't attack you. Nothing. And I'm like, yes, girl. That, that's how I accept love, Aww. too. Just, you know, sometimes I don't want it, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's great. Oh, that is so cute. She is. So, yeah, she's sleeping in her little bed now, so she's part of part of our little talk. Very happy in the room with you. Yes, she is. She's she's sleeping because, you know, it's her favorite. But, Rosie, do you have, you have more than one dog, right? Yes, yeah, so I've had dogs forever. I've always had a dog, and... 
I have two dogs right now. I have a Dalmatian and a cute little scruffy terrier mutt. And all of my dogs have been rescues. So it's always either a dog that we have literally found on the street or a dog that we have gone to uh, a rescue to adopt. So there's something about rescue dogs because they actually, I feel like they know that they're rescued and they're grateful mm -hmm. to have a home because they're just the best dogs ever. So Spotty, um, Spotty Dottie, all my dogs have a first name and a middle name. <laughs> Spotty Dottie is a Dalmatian and she's so old and it's getting to that point where it's really kind of sad. You know, she's 15 and she's got dementia and she has arthritis and she's so emotional like if she's not with me she'll whine and then she'll clickety clack Aww. all around the house looking for me and then she'll she'll find me and then she's so happy and then I hold her I put her in her bed or something and she's like the best dog I've ever 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 had she's smart She's just, just really, really a emotional, smart dog. I've never had a really smart, dog. <laughs> I've never had a smart dog before. I've always had mutts that just don't care about anything. And then Daisy is the mutt that doesn't care about anything, but she's, <laughs> she's goofy and she's funny and just together, they're just adorable. They keep me busy. They're like, you know, cause my children are, are older. So these dogs are my children. They're like needy and they whiny and they're just adorable but you know they're my children oh <laughs> yes That's so they're cute. so cute do you have any pets in your books I guess I didn't mention that in mine but do you have any pets in any of your books you know I don't but I actually have after my Faye book I'm going I'm going to do a series with a boy that reminds me a lot of that Thomas from the Maze Runner, <laughs> and um, he has a dog, and so I have so I have big plans for that series. But right now, I'm focused on my Faye book. Is it a cute dog like in Love and Monsters? Yes, because <laughs> I love that dog so much. Yes, yes. Okay, sorry, we're not going to like spoil the whole movie and yes. just talk about that movie all the, the whole time. But yeah. that one has a really nice pet in it, and it's so cute. I don't have any pets in my stories yet. I will one of these days. <laughs> now you'll have to write one. <laughs> now yeah. I'll have to write one. But I always wanted a dragon. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I yes. just like, I just want don't one. I know, right? No, um, I always just been fascinated with dragons. And one of these days I will write a book that has dragons in it. But I just like want one. The um the Crystal Dragon series, she has a dragon in that series and that was my favorite thing it is it's just like that dream of having a dragon where you just <laughs> want it to be your pet you know it's just she took that idea and I loved it so much that was that was a really great series for a dragon pet <laughs> oh I might have to check that out yeah dragons are cool I also really love of course unicorns Tess I love I love unicorns um, like yours. And then I also really love the Pegasus. I love the idea of a winged cool. horse. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, those are just so cool, much more manageable than a, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, but it's a dragon. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone always expects me to pick that I would have a unicorn of any like magical pet ever, um, which is funny because like, I mean, sure. It's not like I would complain, but if I got to choose and someone was like, you can have any animal, either real or or false, I would just pick a fennec fox or an arctic fox because Ooh. I'm obsessed with foxes. Um, they're my spirit yes. animal. And like, that's like, it's so boring compared to like, if I could have a unicorn or a dragon or a griffin. <laughs> I just no, want a fox, boring. you guys. I, I want a fennec that. fox. I held one one time and it was my dream come true. They're, fennec foxes are oh. so tiny. You guys are so tiny and they're so cute. And they're oh. like, <laughs> my fiance says that I am like fennec uh foxes especially like fennec foxes or like smaller foxes are just me in animal form because I'm kind of like I'm kind of I don't know a bit of a spaz and I'm I'm a small person I'm only five foot tall so I'm like I'm just a small like fox spirit he says um but yeah they're really tiny I, I think they're that. only like I don't know I honestly am not good at saying how much things weigh because i swear my cat is like 20 pounds and my fiance is like no she's like 12 so I don't know fennecs are like the size of a small at least the one I held um was the size of like a really small cat and it was so cute I want one so bad like when I see pictures of them I like freak out and I have like this super high-pitched squeal um and I've like passed on this trait <laughs> to my daughter so we'll go on Pinterest and just like look at pictures of fennecs and just be like like tears like welling in my eyes because I'm so happy about seeing Aww. them. Yeah, I'm a weirdo about foxes, That's you guys. So <laughs> do people do people actually have them? Um as pets? so some people can have any like many kinds of foxes as pets. There's different laws in different states. Um, but there's a lot of like rescue organizations because there's some that have been like found in the wild or that they have like um like disabilities or something that makes them like they would die in the wild so the only way for them to survive is just to be taken into like either a rescue group or in a home they're a lot of work you guys trust me I've looked into having a fox as a wow. pet <laughs> I was gonna say why don't you just oh yeah no I've looked into it but it's there's a lot that goes into it like they don't make like they they're still pretty wild like they still bite and nip and they smell really bad apparently so it's like a lifestyle like a ferret yep yeah, yeah I imagine it's it's probably similar to that but maybe when I'm like really really old or I have like a property that's big enough to have like a fox rescue I just don't know what the laws are here in Washington state um but yeah I've definitely looked into it <laughs> that's good I actually just saw a video on TikTok of somebody who has like a pet fox but the fox lives like in the forest Aww. in their backyard and then in the morning she like comes out and calls the fox and it like oh runs up God. to her and they do like the Not cuddles and stuff I'll have to find it oh and send God. it to you Yes. They're so cute. I love foxes too, but I've never wanted to have one as a pet. But <laughs> they're is, so yeah. cute. <laughs> I've always always loved the a phoenix. Oh yeah. That's like a magical yes. creature that I love they're reading cool. about. That is always fun, yeah. I just feel like I saw it somewhere too. Oh. Oh yeah, a phoenix in a book? Yeah, no, it was I think it was a movie maybe. Oh, you know what? It was the Maleficent one, the second one. Oh yeah. They I had seen a phoenix tail. I guess maybe that's a spoiler, but <laughs> there's a I just saw it recently and I'm like trying to remember I'm like cuz I remember seeing it in a movie recently too, but I think the one I'm remembering is Mulan. Um 
Oh, I haven't I, seen was, that Was yet. there one in... Oh, okay. Either, I'm pretty sure action. there is a Phoenix in Mulan, but I don't know. I get... I've We watched that and Maleficent pretty close together, so I could also just be getting, like, both of those movies confused. <laughs> Mixed up. <laughs> yes. That would make sense. Yeah, that's always a really interesting... There is a show that kind of has it. I don't know if this is a spoiler to say, because they don't figure it out until, like, way later in season one, but Legacies, they have a Phoenix in their midst and the way they tell that story is like i mean it's not unique unique but it's kind of interesting the way they just don't they don't say it right off the bat and then like stuff happens where you kind of discover it yeah it's it's fun huh i I like that mythology i've never seen legacies i haven't either i mean it's it's good it's not it's not the best. The best out of those three for me is the originals. Um, but it's probably on like, it, it, for me, it would be the originals, the vampire diaries, and then the legacies. But it's all like the same universe because it's the daughter of somebody from the originals and stuff. I think it's fun. It's it's nice. Like, Well, I know the series, the first book in the series is Crown of Feathers. They have phoenixes in it and i've actually never read that book but i bought it because it has a phoenix Ooh. and so i'm really <laughs> awesome. excited to read it when i get to it because of that so. i think i have it actually yeah it's up there it's actually on one of my shelves i haven't read it either but it does have a really pretty cover it does a really cool <laughs> nice <laughs> very cool i'll have to check that out too i'm making making a list over here <laughs> i know i always come away with lists after we're done recording yes. i'm like i need to watch this i need to read this yeah. i need to look this up it's <laughs> and great then we peer pressure each other into making sure we follow through on actually watching and reading exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what friends do as we should <laughs> i still haven't watched the jane austen emma not emma what was i supposed jane to watch Eyre. jane Eyre. i still haven't watched that but I do have a bit of a break coming up, so I'm going to make myself take a break. And I feel like these homeworks is what are going to actually push me to take a break <laughs> so that I can watch or read something that yes. you guys suggest. Because I don't do those very often. It's hard <laughs> to find time. I mean, there's... Our... <laughs> the breaks. <laughs> yes. It's like you need a break just so you can like watch stuff and read stuff. <laughs> Basically. I know yeah. I do. I do too. For sure. For sure. I have something in my eye and I can't see <laughs> I felt like that was good. Yeah. I feel like I need a segue, though, instead of be like, in the next episode. <laughs> I always do that. Every single time I record, I'm like, I need a segue because I don't think of that <laughs> in, the, in advance. Anyway, let's talk about our next episode before I get any more trouble here. Done. I'm done. Well, Rose, we're very excited that you're part of this. We're excited for you to be here for next week when we're talking about our next trope. Yes, I'm excited too. Yay. And um, if you guys remember, each of us will pick a different book to read this week, all following the same theme. And then you guys can guess what it is on Instagram and you'll find out next week. But let's just talk about what we're going to read. So Kay, what are you reading next week? So my book is Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. Mm, that's a good one. Rose, what about you? Mine is Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It's sci-fi. Fun. Tess, what about you? I'm reading Children of Blood and Bone. And once again, I totally forgot to look up how to pronounce the author's name. <laughs> Do any of you guys have my back? <laughs> Does so anyone cool. know how to pronounce? Because I am, you all, you all know by now, I am 
not the best at pronouncing names. From someone whose name is Tisanya with a J and always gets my name pronounced wrong, I should be more like proactive about being good about this, but I'm not. So any y'all. That's funny. How do we pronounce the I don't author's know name? How to say I don't it. actually is it what how do you how would you say it? I would it say to- Tommy Ediemi, but I think let's that's go pretty with that. Close. Let's go with that. That's what I'm reading. <laughs> Perfect. And then I'll be reading The Girl of Fire and Thorns by Ray Carson, which I'm actually really excited about because it's one of my favorite fantasies ever. And I haven't read it basically since it came out. So it's been a really long time. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be great. And the trope that we picked is very fun and you guys are going to love it. And if you ever want to know more about us and what we're reading, what we're doing, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Reading Queens Pod. I remembered <laughs> that time. <laughs> and we're also going to have a website with all our information on it. So the links will be below in the show notes. And you guys can just follow us and get to know us because we want to get to know you too. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was fun. It was. I'm very excited about next week and just learning more about these tropes and just having more fun. And yeah, that's it. Happy reading, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.